tonight is actually a conversation, not a presentation, a conversation on networking for professional success. Whether you are thinking about a business, whether you are inside a career or freelancing or just staying home, whatever you do, networking is a really important tool to leverage to improve your outcomes. Welcome to Upskill Talks. I'm your host, Michelle Shaw, lead upskiller at Upskill Community. Upskill Talks is a podcast for leaders. Leaders who are actively seeking innovative and creative ways to interact, lead themselves and others. In every episode, through real-life stories and enlightening conversations, we will explore the challenges and opportunities real leaders face in today's ever-changing workplace. We will present you with real strategies for you to leverage your soft skills and produce transformative results. Thank you for joining me on this journey. Let us begin. What is networking? You know, networking is, uh, you know, putting yourself out there and connecting with other people. It's like uh, maybe going to a party with strangers, you know, and getting outside of your comfort zone, saying, hi, how are you? Making yourself vulnerable, talking, listening. Networking. And so on and so forth. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Um, Sylvia? I was going to type, but yes, yeah, Nick, you have started it. Yes. So meeting strangers, connecting with them, to learn, to grow, to to do everything because uh, you never know where the next opportunity is. Mm-hmm. And uh, this is how we connect with one another. We connect everywhere. I like to say when we teach reading, we say read anywhere, anytime for any reason. And I think networking anywhere, anytime for any reason. It's really um, more about cultivating carefully cultivating relationships. The word process I've highlighted because that is like the key to this. Networking is not something you wake up and do at an event. Networking is a process. That's the part that most people miss. And that's why I'm going to spend a lot of time talking about that tonight because a lot of people feel like networking is something we go out, we do, and Sorry. We do it. And then, you know, we we sort of learn from each other. We learn from each other. And that means networking in our minds, there's a misconception around what it is. And I remember going to an event. I was invited as faculty to an event, uh, a networking event for students. And a lot of professionals from all over the industry came and students were dressed up and they were prepared with their pitches and their elevator statements and They were ready for this networking event. And as people gathered, I could tell the professionals were guarded. The professionals were there chit-chatting, but staying very light. There were so many people coming at them. They weren't even remembering names. They weren't remembering anything. People were just coming in, quick chit-chat, five minutes and keeping it moving. That is sometimes the misconception of what we have of what networking is. 
And it doesn't mean that we cannot make a connection that way, but that is very, very simply not what networking is. So we're Mm going to dive into a little bit more of what it is. When I think about networking, it's like in the days when we were younger and, and would go to like a club, there would be that one guy who would be trying to hit on every single woman in the club. And as you saw him heading towards you, you you have your hand up, you just drop down your shutters like, I don't want that guy beside me. I don't want him over where I am. I don't want him involved, right? And this is what we don't understand about networking is that it's not that sort of attack mode, just be lying to someone and go to them. That's not what networking is. Networking is a process. Okay, and that's really what we're going to talk about of carefully cultivating relationships, not grabbing sufficient names to put in your in your list or business cards. It's a process of carefully cultivating relationships. And that's what we're going to talk about tonight. So what is the goal of networking? Make friends, professional friends. You make professional friends. To develop authentic relationships. Networking to, um, I guess to to expand my reach and influence. That's a great response. Um, for me, it's more of building connections. Uh, I guess you had it in the title, cultivating relationships. That is the goal. <laughs> cultivating relationships. Yeah, <laughs> that is the goal. The goal is, and so all of those are part of the process. Hi, Havanita. Welcome. All of those that we're talking about, cultivating relationship, building, um, building relationships, building connections, influencing others, sharing resources is a great idea there. Sharing resources. Those are all in order to hit the goal, which is to be known. The goal of networking is to be known. And what I mean by that is uh, I think it was, um, is it Lashena that has the hair company? You have your hair company. Yes. Okay. Talia, you have your custom design company. It's to be known where when you are sleeping in your bed at nighttime and I pick up the phone and call Sylvia and she says, I'm really struggling to figure out what to get Chris for Father's Day. I can say to her, you know what? I know someone by the name of Talia. She does custom stuff. Perhaps she could offer something for that. It's to be known to have people saying your name, talking about your business, making connections for you, opening doors for you, referring you to people, mentioning you. It's to give other people what they need to know about you in order to support your goals. That's the goal of networking. It's to do all of those things to do all the influencing and to do all of those things in order that someone will call you instead of you having to call everyone, someone will call you and ask you a question. Someone will call you and make you an offer. Someone will call you and ask you if you want a partner. Someone will call you to get your guidance, to share resources with you. That is the goal of networking. And I want to leave a moment for you to reflect on that goal and tell me what are your thoughts on that? How are you using that? 
How are you noticing that? What are your feelings about that? I've done a little bit of networking. Well, it's, it's pretty big for me. For mm-hmm. one, I'm not very good at public speaking. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me to go out in the public and really talk to people, it's <laughs> a little bit tricky. Mm-hmm. But I've done a little bit of networking um, and even push myself to do um, coupons. Um, and I've gotten good feedback on how to do it properly the next time around. But mm-hmm. I've done a little bit and I feel like it, it brings me out of my comfort zone. And yes, now I have more following, stuff like that, because now everybody knows like she does mobile, you know. So the convenience has make it easy for me to be known. So okay. well, what do you mean by coupons, uh, Lashana? Say, okay, so one that I've done is I've, Basically put like a Ferrero Rocher in a little bag with like a coupon code. Like I, I put a code oh, on okay. Okay. like, uh, yeah. So that I, I go out and I, I'm networking and I offer it. Cause I, well, the problem now with that is some people can't have nuts, so I can't always give it to everybody, but yeah, that's, I've tried that. Mm-hmm. So you can't right. always give that particular yes. to everybody. Yes. yes. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Nick, you were saying something. Talia has something in the chat. She said, the more networking you do, the more connections you can make. Even when someone may utilize your business, they may know someone else. Even when they don't, they may know someone else who does. Very, very well said. Very well said. Nick? No, I mean, mean, for me, listening to Michelle, the only, uh, I guess, uh, wisdom or analogy I can offer is, like I said earlier, it's like networking is like going to a party and you have to put yourself out there and by putting yourself out there you meet people and people enjoy you you enjoy them they talk about you they refer you like you said you become uh, maybe trusted for certain skills capabilities things that you can bring and, and vice versa you get to know them and what they offer and so it becomes like a win-win Networking for it to work well um, is an opportunity for both who enjoy the relationship to win together. And 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 if you do that, if you take that sort of wisdom into it, I think you will do well in networking. Uh, if you embody win-win, uh, you know, whether it's personally at a party or professionally at an uh, at an event or a, or something else. And so I want to touch a little bit on. Um the goal of networking. So you have to know your own purpose. Why are you networking? What is it that you want to achieve by networking? Because there are different ways to network based on your goal. So for instance, Dalia says, the more networking you do, the more connections you can make. So there are some people who want to make a lot of connections. You have to make sure that that's what you want and that that is what will serve your needs best. For some people need to build a few very deep connections. You have to know what you're trying to achieve and how networking, how these connections will support that goal. So for instance, if you think about having 10,000 or a few million people who are in your network, let's say, if you are like an influencer, you may spend time to cultivate that. But you could also spend time to cultivate one relationship with, say, Oprah Winfrey. And then you would have to figure out the type of business you're in. 
which of those makes more sense for you? I'll give up a few million followers to get a connection, a personal connection with Oprah Winfrey, frankly. That would be the connection that I'm after. I talked about a piece that was really important to me, which was feeling safe enough to be in that space to actually say something, right? Because you might go to those events and it could be a little bit overwhelming sometimes. Mm -hmm. So... What I find is for me, for example, if I have to go to something much larger, then I'd have to really think about it. And that was something that Lashana had pointed out. Like, what is the goal of you attending some of these events that kind of have to align with your brand? Because there could be so many events, but then, you know, um, how do you choose the one that makes sense for you and what you're trying to accomplish with your business um, and, and being known? And the other thing was just, you know, we talked about confidence and um, when I talked about feeling safe in a safe space, I mean, if you're being invited to come out to one of these networking events or something that's of interest to you, then you already know that the person is supportive. You already know that you're in a supportive environment. And my example was I had two events to go to and I wasn't sure which one to go to. Mm -hmm. And it was best for me to go um, to the group that is more supportive um, because you know that they're going to highlight your business and highlight you than going to one that you might not be familiar with. Can I, can I just tag one thing to that? Um, like I've, it's a conversation started about usual and unusual places. And I started talking about, you're getting those, you're getting to those unusual places, trying to get out of your comfort zone. Because I've been in usual places. <laughs> and as much as I've been in usual places, I'm still in a comfort zone. Right? I, I, I don't get out in confidence. People see me around the room, but I don't get out. So the biggest takeaway from this group is, is, is more learning to build your confidence in, in order to build true engagement to build your brand. Right. So you could be in those usual places, but yet you're not engaging, yet you're not building your confidence. And so people don't know your brand. Yeah. I want to ask a question to follow up on on um, primarily what you were talking about, Alethea, in terms of you have two events to go to and you chose a more supportive environment. Um, and yes, you know that they're going to promote your brand and stuff like that. But so the question I'm asking is. How do you know for sure that the more supportive environment produces greater results for you? That's a good question. Um, I don't. <laughs> so I just thought it would just make more sense for me to, um, because of what the event is all about, it's just about uplifting and supporting, mentoring in the community. Um, it would just give me a broader reach. And then I found out that the other event, I think it's monthly. So then I can just go to it next month. <laughs> okay. So that's chosen yeah. strategically. But yes. I will say to you, and I, I think it's important to, to make the statement, not all the spaces that support you are supportive to your goals and not all the spaces that are unsafe or unsupportive or uncomfortable are unsupportive. And so it's very important. It's very important that we 
dismantle the veil of needing to be comfortable, needing to be in these usual spaces, needing to feel like we're going to get supported. Sometimes you have to go in and wear your mask, wear your armor and get into these spaces so that you're known in these spaces. So then that these spaces open up for you and become safe by virtue of you putting yourself in there and opening them, spreading it open for yourself. Because I, I agree. And you can't assume you're going to be supported. You have to assume that you're going to be yourself mm-hmm. and that natural gravitas mm-hmm. will make you supported because the authenticity mm-hmm. will stand out. You know, I see in the categories three and four, strangers and listening. To me, these are very exciting topics. Meeting strangers and listening to ideas being open and unbiased and no prejudice to different stuff. And and I think those naturally attract um, what you've described, Michelle. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Lashena, thank you, Nick. I just want to say this. I didn't get to say it in the group uh, around strangers. I've been to an event and this young lady named Chantel and her business is called TSK Wealth. Um, and she was kind of breaking down some of the stuff that we're taught, especially from like uh, a parent, like a parent teaching us, like mm-hmm. don't talk to strangers was one of the one thing that she brought up. And she's like, let's be real. We don't even know half the people in the room right now. But as strangers, we're here for the same purpose of networking and learning um, about each other's business, learning, you know, so that's another thing that um, is very impactful towards networking. And I think it goes along the line with what um, his name, Duane said, we're like, you're still there, but you're still kind of strange to people. So then you kind of stick to yourself. Whereas with networking, you have to kind of push yourself out of your comfort zone to talk and get to know each other. Thank you. So I, I think this, this childhood trauma of strangers takes us into this space. But I always say to my kids that um, I was a stranger to your father before we became family. So just understand that, (laughs) you know, (laughs) it's important. Strangers are people who we need to build a relationship with to make them family or friends or partners or whatever. We start off as strangers. Strangers is not the full state. It's the starting point. And then it's our responsibility to move the ball forward. All right. What yes. do you guys mean by follow up in chief and uh, category for? Definitely, that is um, mine in terms of following up with other people, following up, building on, pursuing the connections. Networking is not making a connection, it's building an authentic relationship. So, that piece where I say the follow upper in chief, that is what takes you to the next place. That is what makes you outstanding in, in, in networking. The little courtesies, it's not the big thing. It's not going to these big events. It's you already like I did a training downtown at um, TIFF last week and I had to do in the midst of that training, I had like a half an hour session that I needed to attend. And I asked the head of HR, she could book a room for me to do that. So I would take my lunch at that time and do that. And she booked the room for me. And she says, you know, you have it for a longer time. And she brought a lunch for me during that time so that I had a lunch. And when I was done, I've never been to the Bell Lightbox before. 
um, another person in the training department took me around on a tour. Of course, I come home and, you know, it's Friday, so I'm looking for a glass of wine and I'm done remembering anything about training. But the following week, when my head gets back into it, I'm going to write. I write and say, by the way, thank you so much for taking the time to book this. Really, you know, really made a difference for me. Next person, thank you very much for the tour. Really makes me feel. That is, that is, um, I cannot even begin to tell you how absolutely important that is. I reached out to someone very recently, said, hi, just thinking about you, haven't heard your voice for a long time, hope you're doing well. You know what happened on the back end of that? Oh, I actually was thinking of you and I, I want to use your podcast in a course and I'm hoping that we can meet and talk about it. That meeting is booked tomorrow. I don't think she was thinking about me. I think when I wrote to her, it reminded her of me. Does that make sense? So when you're communicating with people, yes, follow on your commitments. Yes, follow on your commitments, but include gratitude and appropriate levels of courtesy and really care. Just like not just use people. One of my colleagues who usually joins us on here at night, Diana, she she has a term that I find hilarious. She says people are user friendly. Those are the people who only use you for for something they yeah, don't you can, you can you. smell you can smell them a mile away yeah you they only they don't when you hear from them even if they don't say it immediately you know they're going to ask you something we call them user friendlies you don't want to be one of those that every time someone sees your number they start to wonder what he wants now i wonder what she wants now because that's the only time you remember the person does that make sense so cultivating that authentic relationship is touching base. The listening is essential for this because if you're not listening, noticing, and making some notes somewhere, you're not going to have the information to maintain the continual stream of communication. So when I when I started um, connecting with Nick, I he said something and he's, I heard his wife's name. I quickly write down his wife's name. I shouldn't tell you my system, Nick. So when I'm talking to him next, I know his wife's name so I can say, how is staff? It's just a very simple thing, but it's, 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 (laughs) (laughs) it took me a while to remember how his name, uh, (laughs) you notice I could mention Sylvia's husband's name. It's important that you are, when I talked earlier and I mentioned, Sylvia, what would she get Christopher Father's Day? This is what I'm talking about. It's you have to be listening, but not the kind of listening that you're thinking about. You know, you're listening for key pieces of information to support the development of that relationship. So if you see in my phone, Nick's name is in there with his wife's name and his daughter's name. So then I can't forget those names. Every time I need to remember uh, the names, they're right with his name. My God, you're a strategic uh, individual. <laughs> <laughs> so that's that's what it's not. I'll put in the, I'll add another box instead of company, I'll write child's name. So I, I have a system for networking. It's not by accident that I am networking. Hmm. It's not by accident. If I'm speaking to someone today and they said it's their birthday, I'm entering that now. I won't next year. I'm going to remember. I guess you have to find a system that works for you, too. You know, you have uh, to. Yeah. So and it could be different for each individual. It will be different. 
the key piece that I want to flag up here is that it's a process. It's not a, an instance. It's not going out and getting somebody's contact information. It's the process of cultivating carefully that relationship. Okay, so let's get from the other team and then we can continue. Let's hear from the other team. One and two. Okay, I guess I'm representing our, our group. Both of um, <laughs> We spoke about, I mean, we touched on a few things like being authentic is, is what we what I what we think I think is is one of the most important things to to illustrate to other people because I think they resonate with your authenticity um, mm-hmm. and being open and friendly. If you're the kind of person who, you know, may come off a little, you know, ignorant or know-it-all or whatever, they may not gravitate to you at all and they they may not refer you to anybody. They they're just not going to work with you at all. Um, so it's very important to be authentic and to be open and friendly. Also to like um, be aware of your values and goals. You know, if there are people you are networking with and they just don't align with, you know, the values that you have or the goals that you have, maybe it's it's just not going to work and that's okay. Not every business is good business and not every good network, not every network is a good network. And it is, it's not something that has to be forced because there's always another network or another connection that you can make. You don't have to force something to be there if it's just not there because it's just going to have a negative impact um, on your business or or what could come down the road mm-hmm. um, and and we spoke about setting boundaries but you know Nick also mentioned like pushing your boundaries coming out of your comfort zone like you don't have to like, like especially like someone like me like I'm not used to like say speaking in front of a lot of people but I know that you know speaking deals with networking and I have to get accustomed to that in order to help build my business and build my connections um, and then also working with like personal relationships, sometimes those, like we were speaking about those business connections or those networking relationships, um, end up being personal relationships where now like you're going on trips together, your kids are playing together all the, because of the authenticity that you, you know, showed in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think we spoke about a few other things. I don't know if Sylvia and Nick want to chime in, but. I, I, I want to touch on just one thing that we didn't touch, but came to mind. And I think it's important to say is, and it reminds me of what you just said, Dalia, and also Dwayne, if we are shy and we are not able to transcend as easily, you know, like if you watch Michelle swim through a room of people, like it's different, right? And other people don't have whatever we want to call it. They were with all the, the, the outgoing personality, anything. And we have to recognize that, but also work. Don't we have, not to let that be the reason why we don't do it. We just do a different scale. So if large scale is too much, do a different scale. Maybe arrive ahead of time and be at the registration table and connect with people one-on-one because it's much easier as opposed to swimming into a big room because networking is important and it has to be intentional and it has to be a process and it doesn't have to happen all at once. I guess it, that goes to the fast and slow, but recognize who you are in this process and what works for you. So sending a little letter or maybe meeting with the person before or volunteering, like if you volunteer for the event, you are networking at a different level and a different scale and people still come to see you and still you still get to get the connections without the stress. So finding corners of that networking space that is so big allows you to actually still fulfill your goals to be known without ignoring who you are in the process. This is something we didn't get to discuss, but I think it's important to include in our discussion. Mm-hmm. Yes. 
Um, I think what you are talking about is intentionality and authenticity. It's so important you touched on, Sylvia, that we don't all need to use the same approach. Uh-huh. Somebody can be going going hard and somebody takes it slow. The key thing is you need to know what you're doing, why you're doing it, but you also have to know how you're doing it. And it needs to match your style, your preferences, your pace, all of those things. I'm going to share a story with you. Um, many years ago, I didn't have an Instagram account. I'm a LinkedIn user primarily. And I set up an Instagram account because there's one particular person that I wanted to connect with that was not on LinkedIn. They were on Instagram. And so in the process, though, I followed a few people and found this one person who we had at that time. Both of us had 80 followers. That was a long time. And um, that was we were feeling good. That was pre-COVID days. Anyways, when I found what happened about two weeks after I'd set up the account, the person that I really wanted to connect with, I got connected with. And to me, I'm just really trying to work my magic to get that person closer and closer to a text message so I don't have to be on Instagram. Okay, so that took me about a year to have that person communicating with me in, a, in, a, in the format that I prefer. So the Instagram remained there. The the person that I connected with grew from 80 followers in the next three years to 100 and about 80 followers. I think I probably added 100 over that time. Kudos to her. It takes a lot of effort to grow your following that way. What ended up happening, though, is that I am not able to support an Instagram account that does what that kind of growth strategy requires. But I don't need to do that because I have no strategy that that growth and followers on Instagram is going to support. Okay. What happened though, is this particular person ended up after achieving that many followers, having to shut it down, close down, hand back everybody their money and close the door. I'm not sure what happened. I'm not sure how that came to be. The point I'm making is don't rush to follow anybody else, to network in their way, to grow your following in their way, to do things their way. Authenticity means doing it your way. What I will encourage you to do, though, is to disrupt Disrupt the usual ways of doing things. Try some new approaches. Try some new people. Try some new spaces. Build out some new comfort. And I'm going to give you a few strategies before we wrap up tonight. We could talk about this for a while. But the first thing is your mindset. If you begin to think there are only some places where people show up that I can connect with, so you will focus yourself on these formal events where it's structured and miss out on the opportunities at somebody's backyard. Last week, I was invited to a backyard event, went to this backyard event, and um, Nikki, you'll find this interesting. I'm talking to someone who is the owner of one of the big tech companies and a venture capitalist. The person just came and sat beside me at the fire and said, this seems like the most comfortable place to be. It's through the conversation I realized who I'm sitting with. I'm sharing jokes about my husband and his need to buy all these tech tools in another group. And I meet another guy who says, your husband sounds like me. And finding out, we connected. 
share the phone number, text it. When I came home and checked who is this person, I'm surprised to find out it's one of the Bay Street VPs. I have no way to meet up with these individuals. They're not in my network. I'm not in their field. I have no way of meeting up with them. That happened because someone invited me to their backyard. Be careful that you are only looking out for opportunities that sound formal and structured. The the small opportunities in the supermarket, in the park, or somebody walking their dog, the person walking their dog, maybe the person who can connect you to your next thousand customers. Everywhere you go, there are people who you need to know. Everywhere you go. So don't think there's only one place or which event and waste your time searching for events that bring you nothing or keep you in your comfort zone. Time to step out of your comfort zone and find a new network. Augment your network. So that's number one. Obviously, you have to set networking goals. I'll be very frank about mine. My networking goal is to make sure that my my network is very diverse and inclusive. So I want to make sure I have people in my world from all different identifiable groups, non-identifiable groups. That is my goal. So I'm being intentional around that. So you have to know what your goal is because I'm not, my goal is not to find a particular person who gets me a particular thing. It's to broaden and deepen the connections that I have. So I have diverse perspectives to share and different um, things and cultures to learn about and people to learn from. That's my goal. You have to think about what yours is and you have to be very specific about it. The person, not the prospect. This is very important. A lot of times what we do is we say, you know, if I meet Oprah, she could probably connect me to Gail King, Stedman, Barack Obama, Hillary Clinton. She can probably connect me to some people that I want to know, right? So you're not thinking about her as a person. You're thinking about her as a a pathway to what you want to get. And when you think in that way, you will treat people that way. And that will not be a good opportunity. You will not be building out the network that you think you're building out. So really important. Mutually beneficial relationships is what it needs to be. What's in it for them? What do they get from you? Not only what do I get from them? You can go to that American saying, ask first what you can do for your country. Ask first what you can do for them. If you're busy helping people, busy supporting people, busy sharing resources with people, busy caring about and looking out for people, you won't have to ask about how the relationship will be forged. Just take care of that. The relationships will take care of themselves and everything else that you're looking for and hoping for with networking will come. I've never had to worry about Anyone that I've had an authentic relationship with, come and look out for me. People that I have an authentic relationship with, they don't have to ask me to look out for them. It's the people who I don't really know, I don't really trust, I'm not sure what their intentions are, what their agendas are. Those are the people that I'm cautious about putting my name forward for, putting my neck out there for. So think about that. You don't have a problem. The people who you know well and you know support you, you'll put yourself out there for them. You'll recommend them easily. You'll support them, share resources with them. That's also true for the people that you are thinking of networking with. How can you make them feel safe enough 
to open up their network currency, expose you to their networks, share their resources with you? How can you make sure that you build that credibility in their eyes to make them comfortable to share a trade secret that will help you, but could harm them because they shouldn't really share it with you? How can you make people feel like, yes, I can trust you to support you? Because if you're to support people at the next level, you have to be able to trust them. And that's where that brand comes from. When people know that they can trust you, when people believe in you, you begin to build your brand. When people know that you're not only a taker, but that there is reciprocity. You're not just there for what they can give you, but you also bring your own assets to the table. You bring skills, you bring insights, you bring knowledge, you bring a positive attitude, you bring energy, you bring humor, you bring different perspectives. Whatever it is that you bring, be aware of what you bring and how you present it in your social circles to build out that brand. Peter Wilkin came and spent some time with us at Upskill, and he said, our brand is not what we think it is. It's not what we write down on paper or publish. It's what sits in the collective consciousness of our customers, of our partners. It's what they think our brand is. It's their perception of us that defines the brand because they are the ones that authenticate or validate the brand if they bring you business, if they refer you, if they buy from you, if they work with you, that's the validation. And that means you need to find out what it is in their minds that your brand is. And that's what you want to be known for. You want to be aware of what that is because you'll be known for it and it will bring you more and more blessings, more and more opportunities, more and more exposure and all of that. The well-known Oprah Winfrey said this about the goal of networking. And I think this helps you. I think this is a great takeaway. She says, the difference between who you are, this is her definition. What is the goal of networking? It's to get to this place where when you show up to an event, when you show up to a place where you enter a space, it's the difference between someone at the desk, that the registration desk that Sylvia referenced, it's the difference between someone saying, who are you? And someone saying, thank you for being here. That's the goal of networking. That when you show up someone, somewhere, the person, the desk, the person doing the registration doesn't say, who are you, sir? Who are you, ma'am? Instead, they say, oh, thank you for being here. That's the goal of networking. Whether it's a small circle now, and you can grow your circle as you grow your networking skills. The key is network every time, anywhere, anyhow. Because as Harvey McKay says, it's important that you dig your well before you're thirsty. A lot of people wait until they're thirsty. Wait until they need something. Wait until they need someone. And then they reach out. Dig your well before you're thirsty. That way, you know you have created a place to cultivate, to gather, to prepare clean, pure water when you're thirsty. Otherwise, 
If it's when you're thirsty, you're going to dig your well, you may come up dry. That's what we talk about with networking. Create and cultivate your networks before you need them. That way, they're nurtured and sitting and waiting to support you when you need it. That's not the time to start to call and go, hey, how are you? It's Michelle calling and trying to make a connection. That's not the day that you're going to get the support. That's what we wanted to share today at Upskill. And I want to make sure for those of you who are new to our community, I want to share with you ways that you can communicate with us. One is listening to our podcast, Upskill Talks. Every Monday, we share a new episode. And we would love you to click the link and subscribe on your favorite podcast medium. Upskillcommunity.events is where you can go and register for our live sessions, whether they're here or in person. And we also want you to subscribe to our newsletter. Our newsletter drops every week with lots of fantastic leadership nuggets. Subscribe so that it comes directly to you. It's on LinkedIn. I want to say thanks for taking the time on your Thursday evening to come and join us because what we know, and this is the topic, I'm going to do a spoiler alert for the topic for our next podcast will be how to keep play, how to keep pace with skillflation. And we're not going to have to worry about that because every week we're coming to upskill ourselves. And that means we will keep pace with the changing environment. Because as you know, in the same way that money loses value in a, in a very dynamic market, leadership skills and knowledge loses value in a very dynamic business environment. And so in the same way that we have to be mindful of the inflation rate, we have to be mindful of the skillflation rate. And so we want to make sure that we pay attention and be always looking out for upskilling because we're all a work in progress. Thank you for listening to this episode of Upskill Talks. We bring you new episodes every Monday. Please take a moment to subscribe, leave a five-star rating and a written review at Apple Podcast. Or follow us on Spotify, Google Podcast or wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. Don't forget to share Upskill Talks with other leaders like yourself so they too may gain the skills and insights to produce amazing results please go to upskillcommunity.com to review show notes and learn how you can join a community of leaders from across the globe collaborating to lead in a more meaningful and impactful way. I'm your host, Michelle Shaw. And again, thank you for joining me on this episode of Upskill Talks.